Broadcasting live from the Capital OTB Studios, this is Racing Across America with Seth Merrow. Good morning. Welcome to Racing Across America on this Sunday morning. I'm Seth Merrill. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Going to go over a lot of stakes action from yesterday. Obviously, Kentucky Downs underway. Um, they had a nice stakes card yesterday. Um, Colonial Downs with the Virginia Derby and uh, other stakes on their card as well. The International Trot from Yonkers. Uh, there was a nice little three-year-old sprint stake at uh, uh Monmouth yesterday as well. I did not pull up the replay, but I will note that uh, at Woodbine yesterday, Moira got back on track. Um, I believe had been winless this year and maybe three starts. Last year's Queen's Plate and the uh, Horse of the Year last year, but Moira yesterday in the Canadian uh, up at Woodbine got back on track in, in fine fashion, uh, winning by uh, over six lengths. Fever over, who we talked about uh, coming out of the win at Colonial which we looked at uh, yesterday in the Beverly D. Uh, went off as the 75 cent to a dollar favorite up there, but wound up uh, disappointing fourth. But uh, Moira uh, looked very good uh, yesterday in the Canadian, uh, heading to the E.P. Taylor uh, subsequently down the road. also wanted to pull up, uh, you know, we had the notes on um, Saratoga being off handle-wise this year, and obviously a lot of that was the weather, other issues as well. Um, but with Delmar concluded, they actually had a similar dip in their handle. Um, their handle numbers out at Delmar. Um, the, the, the article I'm reading was kind of projecting out a little bit, but they were projecting $520 million as compared to last year, 579 so it was a dip similar to Saratoga percentage-wise um, out there. So it's eh, kind of interesting. Um, you know, considering what this may mean for racing in general, uh, although they, as the article states, also had some quirky weather out there. Normally rain is not a, a situation, but they had the, uh, the hurricane out there, which made them cancel uh, racing, and the article mentions it. Um, they lost, yeah, they lost uh, Sunday, August 20th because of uh, the Hurricane Hillary. Um, so again, they had a little weather issue out there as well. And the overall numbers, I didn't print up the overall numbers that came out uh, a few days ago looking at August and then the year as well, handle and whatnot. I might have printed it up. I'll look it up. I'm going to print it up for yesterday. I'll look it up and, and see. Um, and after the break, maybe hit on the, the exact numbers. But obviously some numbers are down there as well. And I think we also have to remember, besides weather, earlier this summer, there was a number of cancellations at various widespread venues because of that fire up in uh, Canada. And again, that luckily that did not affect Saratoga because it seemed like that was a possibility. But when we're looking at overall industry numbers at this point in the year, uh, that's worth remembering and noting. Um, and as I say, I'll see if I do have those national numbers printed up for, for the month and the year to date. 
otherwise, as I say, some nice racing yesterday, and uh, why don't we hop into uh, that. Um, we'll kind of work our way back from, uh, from the highlight of Kentucky Downs yesterday and uh, then go over to Colonial and look at some of the others. But uh, the card uh, wound up yesterday with the Kentucky Turf Cup, uh, a grade two event. $1.7 million, and it will be Get Smoking, get getting it done. The number five horse, Spooky Channel, second. Santon, third. The favorite was Red Knight. That one ran fourth. Uh, I like um, the Shug Trainee, never explained the eight horse. That one a little bit of a disappointing ninth in here. But it is Get Smoking. Uh, Fernando de la Cruz on top for Mark Cassie. Takes him all the way around in the uh, mile-and-a-half race and wins it pretty easily there, paying $41.14. Um, interesting, I would tout, go back and read the article uh, in the Daily Racing Forum because they, uh, David Carroll, the, the assistant, credits the owner, who obviously kind of quirky. This horse was a private purchase uh, for the ownership group. Um, after the private purchase, they elect to go over to uh, the UAE, uh, well beaten there, 45 lengths beaten there. And then they tried a number of mile races, seven and a half furlong sprint, um, ran fourth last time before this start in the Kentucky Downs uh, Turf Cup preview after having shown speed and fading. So over the last couple of seasons, this horse 11 starts and only one win. But David Carroll said, you know, the trainer said, eh, why don't we try the, the turf cup at a mile and a half, and maybe the speed will, will be productive. And we have said it uh, a number of times over the years. It's counterintuitive, but oftentimes, yes, speed is more dangerous when you go uh, longer. And that proved to be the case yesterday with Get Smoking. Um, as I say, taking them all the way around, winning by uh, one and three quarters. At 19 to 1, so a nice uh, performance there for uh, Get Smoking. And as they say, they, the uh, team kind of crediting the owner for a little uh, out of the box thinking. And, and again, I would tell going back and reading the Racing Forum article because it was kind of interesting. It makes the point. Uh, it is has been kind of out of the box thinking, but got it done yesterday. Uh, Kentucky Downs. Also at Kentucky Downs yesterday, the ladies' turf sprint. I like Bay Storm, Jonathan Thomas, a trainee, coming out of a win, uh, Kentucky Downs preview over at Ellis. The winner will be, yes, number six, Bay Storm. In a ding-dong battle, it's a neck victory over Wakanaka, who I had in second, so I like the exacta there. Uh, Tony Ann runs third, um, but you will see as they come under the wire, neck, head, uh, between first and second, second and third. So it was a nice ding-dong battle. Florent Giro on board Bay Storm, $7.74. Holds off uh, Wakanaka. As I say, I like the uh, exacta in there for the exacta. You got uh, $25 and change. So a nice little exacta there in the ladies' turf sprint. Again, came out of a win in the, uh, the preview race for this uh, over at Ellis. Before that, had been in a uh, stake at... Belmont running fourth, and uh, before that, a sprint, turf sprint stake at uh, Churchill running second. So it would come into this with one victory and five starts this year, but that's another nice victory for $1 million in the grade two ladies' uh, turf sprint. 
at Kentucky Downs yesterday. Also on the card uh, at Katy, Kentucky Downs, um, it was the turf sprint. Um, and I, again, I was in here yesterday for uh, OTB Live, and we were looking at Kentucky Downs during the afternoon. I felt pretty good with the results because it's so quirky, it's hard to do it. I, maybe four or five winners on top, which I thought was a, a decent day at uh, Kentucky Downs. This was not one of my victories, though, but wow, you want to talk about a ding dong finish. <coughs> I like the number seven, Cogburn, here. Cogburn at seven to two winds up fifth. But the chart margin here, the winner's going to be Gear Jockey, the number uh, nine horse. Number one, one timer, second. Bad beat Brian, four, runs third. But the chart margin for the first six, seven furnitures head, neck, neck, head, neck, head. This is a, as ding dong a ding dong finish as you can get. They're right there. Um, boy, that was close. But it was uh, getting it done. Gear Jockey for uh, Rusty Arnold, the uh, uh, Racing Forum article. Uh, said some folks walked up to him after the race he was watching and said, I think he got it. He was, he was not, he, I think from the article, it sounds like he thought he had it too. And, and from watching, you can kind of tell it, it's close, but it, it looked like, uh, the leader held on. Um, but he was not taking anything for granted. And then when the horse got the photo, obviously, uh, elated there coming out of a poor performance, um, in the Van Cleef at Colonial to start the season, ended last season with a tough uh, next-to-last-place finish in the Turf Sprint Championship at Aqueduct. But you go down the page, this horse had had some things to like, but it was interesting. The uh, Daily Racing Forum article said, uh, you know, particularly given those last two, uh, again, started the season running uh, six by 11 lengths, ended last season running ninth by 11 lengths, and the article said uh, Gear Jockey at 23 to 1 could easily have had double the price. And as I say, coming out of the last two, yes. But down the page, though, there were some things to like. If, if you looked and thought, man, I'm going to take a shot, you could have make it, made a case. I mean, it wasn't necessarily a no-hoper, but I, I, would, I would not argue with the, the thought uh, that was expressed in the racing form that the 23 to 1... Uh, might have been a little short. Uh, one timer was actually the three to two favorite. That one again ran second uh, by a head. I had that one right underneath uh, in my mix. The Larry Ravelli tra- trainee coming out of that Ellis Park Kentucky Downs preview race uh, for this race. Um, and Cogburn again uh, coming out of a, a win in the Troy up at Saratoga for Steve Asmussen was the direction I tilted right there. I mean, again, ran fifth as the second choice. Of, yeah, second choice at 72. But fifth, you know, head, neck, neck, head, back. So the, there was a bunch of them in the mix there in what would have to be called a thrilling finish at uh, Kentucky Downs. Even more thrilling if you had a gear jockey at $48.60. And with uh, over the uh, three to two favorite, um, you still wound up with a $210 exacta. So uh, if you like gear jockey, you uh, you got paid there. Um, ladies turf uh, in here. This one's interesting, uh, and the racing forum highlighted this. 
they said on the board, no fractions were being shown. And in the chart, there are no fractions. So we'll see if somebody can kind of hand time this and uh, pull it up. But in the uh, ladies' turf, it will be uh, number one regal realm getting it done. I kind of kicked myself that I didn't use this horse. I didn't have this one in my mix. I like New Year's Eve. That one winds up as the favorite last in the field. But it is number one regal realm for Jonathan Thomas and Augustine. And just on that, I should have had the horse in the mix. Uh, You got $14.16. Sparkle Blue, the sixth, runs second. And uh, White Frost runs third. But regal realm, again, I... Going back to my fandom of, of the late, great Jonathan Shepard uh, when he was training Augustine runners up at Saratoga. I always used to pay attention to those. And I, I, Regal Realm was 3-1 to one on the morning line, so it was playable and likable, and I left it out of the mix. Uh, much to my chagrin after the race, because, again, 3-1 to one on the morning line and went up to 6-1. to one. You got a decent price for a horse that was in some pretty good form. Had won a little stakes race up at Canterbury 2-back. Tried the Della Rose last time at uh, Saratoga and was third behind technical analysis and white frost. Um, but was playable. Uh, you know, um, Coming into the race, four wins a second and three-thirds and 11 starts. So in the hunt, far more often than not, including three wins and four starts this year. The only non-win was that third against the Salty Group and the Della Rose up at Saratoga. So got back to her winning ways on Saturday in the, uh, the ladies' turf. And finally, we will also take a look at um, the Franklin Simpson at Kentucky Downs yesterday. Uh, grade 2 event, million dollars. And these, this is that subdivision I like, the three-year-olds on the turf. Uh, another one I left out of my mix, Private Creed. Uh, I like close the game Sugar, um, who winds up getting up for fourth. Doesn't run badly, but the Adam Rice runner that had won the stakes race, uh, the Mahoney up at Saratoga, and was kind of a fun story coming in from Presque Isle Downs. But Private Creed uh, takes the lead uh, into the lane, and at 6-1 to one gets it done actually pretty easily. Playlist second, Sweet Cherry Pie third. As I say, close the game. Sugar runs fourth uh, at 7-1. to one. But it was uh, Private Creed for uh, trainer Steve Asmussen. Uh, all, and I said when I was in here handicapping yesterday, I had the, the race right, the prep race right. Uh, I like close the game. Sugar, who won the Mahoney, Private Creed was a close-up second in that very same race. So I had the Mahoney uh, right as producing the winner. I just went in the wrong direction. But it was Private Creed getting it done. Uh, Sixth start of the season and the first win. uh, Had only had a couple of second-place finishes so far this year to show in those five starts. But one of them was that run in the Mahoney, which may have indicated "Mm, horses moving in the right direction here late in the season or later in the season and does get it done coming down from uh, the Saratoga base. The last workout had been uh, right up here at Saratoga. So goes down and picks up the better part of a million dollars in the Franklin Simpson Private Creed, the winner again for uh, Steve Asmussen with uh, Joel Rosario on board. And I don't know whether I gave credit to all the jockeys there. Get Smoking, as I said, it was Fernando de la Cruz. Uh, Bay Storm was Flojo, Florent Giroux, Gear Jockey, Jose Lascano. Uh, on gear jockey in the turf sprint. Uh, Flojo again on Regal Realm in the ladies' turf. 
And then, as I say, Joel Rosario was on board Private Creed in the uh, Franklin Simpson. So it was a nice, fun day at uh, Kentucky Downs. Two more days left. They have today. We'll be looking at uh, Kentucky Downs again this afternoon on uh, OTB Live. And then uh, Wednesday, uh, I believe, is their last day of uh, the season uh, for Kentucky. Seven days, millions and millions of dollars. Uh, you wind up with big competitive fields, but you also wind up with handicapping puzzles because it's a quirky course. Some horses like it, some horses maybe not so much. As I said, I felt pretty good yesterday uh, with the, the results. Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to pull them up here, but as I say, I think I had uh, four or five yesterday, uh, which, again, for... Um, Kentucky Downs on an, on an afternoon I feel pretty good with uh, because it just is so quirky that you look at the form and you see horses that you feel like well, this one this one could be okay and then uh, they just don't take to the course so you, you don't know I'm just pulling up uh, here that's last week's results so, uh, oh there we go um, so yesterday one two yeah it's four on the day it looks like so again as i said perfectly happy with that and uh, a track that can prove to be quite quirky um didn't pull up the replay before we go to the break though i will mention there was a stake earlier on the card the uh, ladies marathon vergara um who i liked in there and the betting public did too uh, two to one favorite uh got it done for graham motion um a mile and five sixteenths, and Vergara kind of sat off the pace for much of it and then took the lead late and uh, held on in the uh, six-horse field at $6.52. So, again, nice uh, stakes day, day number five of the seven-day meet down at Kentucky Downs. Also, a nice stakes day at Colonial, so we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll look at some of those races, stakes races down at Colonial, including the Virginia Derby and more. And then we have some other uh, stakes to touch on. Uh, before we wrap things up. So all of that, when Racing Across America continues, we'll take a quick break. Be right back. See you then. No matter where in the world you are, the excitement of wagering on horse racing is just a click away. You'll get live streaming, past performances, race replays, our virtual tote board, analysis and selections from professional handicappers, a simple, safe, and secure wagering platform, and best of all, you get track prices. CapitalOTBBet.com. Bet any place, anytime at CapitalOTBBet.com. And be sure to download our new mobile app from the iTunes Store or Google Play. Capital OTB is now streaming live on Roku. The RTN Racing Channel on Roku lets you watch OTB TV live through your Roku device or your Amazon Fire Stick, rather than being limited to computers and mobile devices, which means you can now watch OTB live wherever you are. Simply open Roku, scroll to find the RTN channel, then click on OTB TV. OTB TV on Roku. Try it now. 
Welcome back to Racing Across America on this Sunday morning. Seth Merrow in the studio, um, back in the studio now after better part of a couple of months uh, up at uh, Saratoga on the backstretch. Um, for folks who didn't see the show the last couple of days, we were back in on Friday for the first time. A lot of people may be working on Friday, but I repeated it yesterday, but if you didn't catch yesterday's uh, morning shows, let me just repeat once again, we appreciate uh, your Patronage A at OTB during the Saratoga meet, but also the great feedback we uh, normally get uh, on the front side at Saratoga. Obviously, that is the core audience, and so when I walk around the track uh, in the afternoon, get a lot of nice feedback and much appreciated, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed uh, the, the morning programming. I always say the biggest names in horse racing, just a golf cart right away. So um, trainers, owners, jockeys, um, industry folks, uh, media people certainly appreciate the the Clancy brothers and uh, Tom Law, um, Sean and Joe Clancy, Tom Law, and a number of the interns. Nolan Clancy uh, came over, and some of the interns from Saratoga Special. Um, they're always fun to, to plug in, and they were regulars on Wednesdays. On Thursdays, we had Mike Welch and Dave Grenig, so thanks to them as well. And then we plugged in. Uh, it was fun to have the last day of the meet, given the scenario. Linda Rice came in. I tried her from almost day one um and she's just very busy and so she kept saying i'm coming i'm coming i'm coming and finally it came down to the last day but the timing was great given the scenario there of uh winning the last race to tie she won the first race of the meet and the last race of the meet and gary contessa won uh the stake on the first day of the meet at a big price and then the uh, stake on the last day of the meet at a big price so that was kind of an interesting bookend situation uh as well but you know, over the course, we had Brad Cox in towards the end of the meet, uh, Tyler Gaffleone on the jockey side, Lee Einseidler on the owner's side, Lisa Lazarus from Heisa, Tom Rooney from the NTRA on the, the industry side of things. Um, so it, it, was, it was fun. We had a great lineup, and as I say, uh, the feedback um, always very good, and it was good again this year, and certainly appreciate that. All right, let's uh, take a look now at some of that stakes action yesterday. From uh, Colonial, uh, end of the day was the Colonial Cup at a mile and a half. Winner here is going to be starting over the number uh, three horse. Um, starting over, morning line 20 to 1. Betting public was a, a little more enamored with this one. Went off at 6 to 1. Trevor McCarthy on board, and he gets it done. Dinah Drive second, McLovin third. Side Dog, the $1.50. Uh, the three to two favorite winds up uh, running fourth, um, but starting over for Mike Maker, getting it done. Uh, last raced up at Saratoga, an optional claimer. Not a lot of stakes uh, on the resume, but does, and you can see it was getting dark there. I, I will note um, what was the uh, eventual uh, the off time was seven twenty four. It was scheduled to go off at 6.55, and if you weren't watching Colonial yesterday, we had it here on the network, there was a, I want to say before about the fourth race, there was a weather delay um, where they had some rain, um, but more importantly, they had some lightning that they were kind of waiting for. So there was a delay that kind of pushed everything back uh, a bit. So it was a little later than scheduled, and you can tell it was a little dark there. But uh, starting over does get it done. Trevor McCarthy, we had uh, Trevor's, agent on uh, as well we had joe migliori on talking a little bit about um you know repping uh, trevor and his wife katie davis katie with a great meet up at saratoga and, and uh, joe noted trevor was uh, uh, 
struggle, wrong word, but, you know, wasn't quite as proficient at Saratoga as maybe they would have liked. But I noted, if you look at, the, he, he went out of town a, a number of times down to Monmouth and did great. And then, you know, Colonial yesterday picks up the Colonial Cup. So, again, the, the, it seems like the Saratoga meet was maybe a little bit of an aberration uh, for uh, Trevor. And I'm sure he will be right back on track uh, in the fall because he was riding well during the summer. It was just at the, the various venues, including yesterday at Colonial Downs on starting over. $14 and change again on the horse that was a generous 20 to 1 on the morning line, but the betting public was not uh, to be fooled there. All right, let's move to uh, the Virginia Derby again, as the name indicates. We're right in that wheelhouse of the subdivision. Uh, I like the three year olds on the turf. And this one is fun um, because we had Tyler Gaffleone on just after he had come back from Colonial uh, and the Arlington Million Day. He had been on board this horse for West Point Thoroughbreds and Shug in the uh, career debut. It's number uh, nine, Integration, who, again, was coming off that debut effort, which was solid. Um you know, and Trevor talked a little bit about this horse. We talked a little bit about this horse when we had Terry Finley on subsequently. This is a nice horse for West Point and company. And uh, the follow-up article to this race said, Ter- <laughs> I'm assuming those must be some wet- <laughs> those must be some West Point partners. Um, but the follow-up article quoted Terry Finley saying, you know, Shug said, hey, let's try the Virginia Derby. And uh, I wasn't quite sure, but he... Put your trust in Shug and gets it done. Um, running second there was number 11, Program Trading. Third was Runaway Storm. Program Trading, an undefeated runner from uh, Chad and Klarovich, was actually the 3-5 to five favorite. Uh, meanwhile, Integration goes off at 6-1, to one, so you got $15 and change. But given that this is a win over the clearly talented program trading, who is coming out of a win in the Saratoga Derby and only the third career start, three for three for Chad and Klarovich. Um, you know, with a length and a quarter victory over that one and, and program trading is well clear of the third place finisher, this is a legit win for integration. They have a, the, you know, the, the folks at West Point and Company and Chug, Kendrick Carmouche on board. Congratulations to Kendrick. Um, they, they, they're legit uh, with integration. Two starts, two wins. They bought the horse right up here at uh, Facing Tipton last year uh, for $700,000. And uh, I, I would say a belated debut. Um, but Terry said, you know, we knew we had a nice one. Shug knew we had a nice one. And so, you know, they're, they're kind of working, working, working. And they make the debut on that Arlington Million Day, uh, middle of August. Uh, win nicely, and then in the second career start, pick up the Virginia Derby, half a million dollar uh, grade three event. So congratulations to uh, West Point and company on a nice little purchase, and now a two, two for two runner with a uh, stakes win. Um, you know, we are getting towards the end of that kind of three-year-old on turf season that I like, and one of the reasons I like it, races like this. Uh, I always say that right from the start of the year, Various venues around the country have fun little three-year-old turf stakes races that tend to get fun competitive fields. Um, you know, up at Saratoga, the National Museum of Racing, and Virginia Derby, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, now that also you have that 
New York series uh, on the turf. Um, but again, you get to the late summer, early fall, maybe those opportunities start to dwindle. So I can't really say he's going to be a player in that subdivision, but you would have to think he's going to be a player on the turf wherever he goes, given what we saw. So a nice win for integration. Again, Kendrick Carmouche on board for Shug, West Point, and uh, company. Also, yesterday, uh, the Virginia Oaks, uh, obviously, as the name indicates, on the three-year-old Philly side of things. Um, the winner here was 30-thou Kevin, uh, Kelvin, coming out of a win at Delaware in the Christiana. Um, 12 to 1 on the morning line, and the betting public was right about there at 11 to 1. Uh, 30 thou Kelvin, the number six source, number one root cause at 19 to 1 second. Alpha Bella runs third, and the favorite, Mission of Joy, uh, runs fourth in here. But 30 thou Kelvin, you can see, uh, just holds on. Chart margins a neck and a neck from second to third, so another ding dong finish there. And who's on board? Trevor McCarthy's on board. So, again, nice day for him. $24 and change. John Terranova, uh, trainee. And uh, as you would expect, uh, John Terranova, New York-based guy. This horse has been working up at Saratoga. So we had some Saratoga-based horses going down and picking up the big money uh, down there. Coming out of the win, uh, you know, there was a little something to like. The numbers were maybe a little bit light. Uh, again, Mission of Joy as the even-money favorite had better numbers, was coming out of a poor performance in the Belmont Oaks last time for Grand Motion, but on the numbers uh, maybe had the edge that folks tilted towards, but that one winds up fourth. Off again, uh, you know, a couple of months on the sidelines. Last seen uh, early July, so again, this was a couple of months uh, training down at uh, Fair Hill uh, for Graham, and uh, you know, we'll see what Mission of Joy can do next time now with uh, a little comebacker under the belt uh, because this was a talented runner. And, you know, the, the betting public jumped on board as the favorite, winds up fourth in there. Um, but, again, the, the two-month layoff may have uh, played into uh, that, and we'll see where Mission of Joy um, goes and does next. I certainly think that's a talented runner, but 30 thou Kelvin, maybe a little bit of a coming out party kind of a thing. Uh, did have that win in the stake at Delaware last time, but you know, it was kind of a minor ungraded stake um, and really that was the standout on the resume so far, but adding the Virginia Oaks yesterday, the John Terranova trainee, uh, probably worth watching going forward. And again, another nice win on the day for uh, Trevor McCarthy. Uh, let's also take a look at uh, the Rosies, which um, featured two-year-olds sprinting down at Colonial Downs. These are ones that maybe are worth watching going forward. It winds up to be no-name Mets for uh, George Weaver, who continues his very good year. This horse won the Tyro last time down at Monmouth, and on that went off as the 30 cent to the dollar favorite. Lived up to it very nicely, as you can see. Chart margin will be three and a quarter. Second place finisher is also three and three quarters ahead. So they kind of stand out. No-name Mets with the winner. Uh, Tupi uh, runs second. Uh, that's a Graham Motion trainee who was coming off a debut win. 
July 1st down at Laurel um, and followed that up very nicely. And Tupi, uh, the debut effort down at Laurel was on the dirt. So they have a nice little uh, daughter of Uncle Mo there. Again, it was a second-place finish. It was a uh, well-beaten three and a quarter, but well clear of the rest of the field, only the second start. So no-name Mets, uh, that was the third start, had debuted at Gulfstream in, in a stakes race. And then subsequently they took this one over to Royal Ascot. And George Weaver had a winner at Royal Ascot. This wasn't the one. But then they came back and, and won the, uh, the Tyro. So a couple of stakes wins in the United States, bookending that try at Royal Ascot. Now let's put another stake on the resume. So no-name Mets is legit, um, at least sprinting on the turf. We will see. It's a two-year-old. We'll see what they do uh, the remainder of the year and, and heading into next year. But given the talent for that one, Tupi and only the second career start, probably one to watch as well from uh, Graham Motion. All right, and uh, let me uh, once again give credit also. Uh, it was a uh, George Weaver trainee, as they say. Paco Lopez was on board, uh, no nay Mets. Uh, also on the day, we had the Kitten's Joy, uh, that one for the two-year-old uh, the two-year-olds, I would assume two-year-old boys, but given that it's just open like that, I'm looking to see if maybe a filly jumped into the mix, and I do not see. So it was the two-year-old. Oh, no, there was a filly. Uh, mainstream sellout. So, and determined sale. There was a couple, there, was a, there were a couple of fillies in there. But so the two-year-old's going a mile and a sixteenth on the turf in the Kitten's Joy. It will wind up to be Tok Tok, another uh, Grand Motion trainee. Uh, Jorge Ruiz on board. TikTok went off at five to one. Um, off, off a debut win. Um, debuted at Colonial on July 27th, uh, sprinting on the turf. Uh, got up for a nice gutsy win at three to five, and now stretches out for Grand Motion and does so successfully. So TikTok one to watch going forward. Now two for two. Nice late run you saw there from tri- Triple Espresso uh, at five to two. Took a little action. A, as a first-time starter, uh, son of Omaha Beach for Todd Pletcher, Rapoli and Company. So they made a gutsy move uh, putting in a uh, first-time starter. That did not deter the uh, betting public, though. Triple Espresso was 5-1 to one on the morning line, but with those connections, went off at 5-2 uh, to two and made a nice late run. So I think they probably have a nice little horse as well that debut in a spot like that and make that late run. And then one of those Phillies, Determined Sale, winds up running third for uh, Phil Schoenthal off a couple of, of uh, turf sprints uh, at Colonial to start the career. Uh, broke the maiden in the debut and then ran third against some optional claimers. So nice performance for that one. Uh, probably have a good little runner going forward also. Look at one more here at Colonial. Um, the DeHaas uh, and this one's kind of interesting because the winner scratched out of a stake at uh, Kentucky Downs, and you always wonder, uh, are they making the right move there? Yes, they were making the right move with no balls, who uh, gets it done, scratches out of the stakes race at Kentucky Downs, goes over to Colonial to try the DeHaas, $150,000 stake and no balls with uh, Pablo Morales on board for Larry Ravelli, gets it done by a head at 6-5. to five. Uh, Allegan, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, the number five is second. Super Quest, 
uh, runs third, but you can see with the late run there, just getting up by a head at six to five, it's Nobles. Um, came out of a, a second place finish behind Cogburn in the Troy, uh, and that's this race was run before the Cogburn race, and so when I was in here handicapping yesterday, I said that, that uh, we would. You would think flattered Cogburn, but I still couldn't get Cogburn over the wire in that ding-dong finish over at uh, Kentucky Downs. But Detroit does prove to be productive uh, over at Colonial with no balls getting it done. So, again, at the various venues, there were some horses who uh, had raced last time at uh, Saratoga or had worked at Saratoga. So Saratoga did have uh, something of an influence on the day uh, at some of the various venues uh, we were looking at. But uh, there's Kentucky Downs and Colonial Downs, both with really nice stakes day, stakes action yesterday. Certainly horses that are going to be worth watching going forward. Um, but there was some other stakes action on the day. We'll, we'll hit on just a couple, three more uh, before we uh, wrap things up on this edition of Racing Across America. But before we do that, we'll take a break. I'll be back. Seth Barrow in the studio. Appreciate your tuning in. Stay tuned. Back in just a minute. To be more successful, what if there were a way to take what you've learned, what you know, and make better decisions, better choices? In horse racing, knowledge is a powerful tool. Race results and replays, past performances and live streaming, wagering from all your digital devices. Capital OTB. Become a better horse player. No matter where in the world you are, the excitement of wagering on horse racing is just a click away. You'll get live streaming, past performances, race replays, our virtual tote board, analysis and selections from professional handicappers, a simple, safe, and secure wagering platform, and best of all, you get track prices. CapitalOTBBet.com. Bet any place, anytime at CapitalOTBBet.com. And be sure to download our new mobile app from the iTunes Store or Google Play. Capital OTB is now streaming live on Roku. The RTN Racing Channel on Roku lets you watch OTB TV live through your Roku device or your Amazon Fire Stick, rather than being limited to computers and mobile devices, which means you can now watch OTB live wherever you are. Simply open Roku, scroll to find the RTN channel, then click on OTB TV. OTB TV on Roku. Try it now. Welcome back. As I said, uh, a few more worth taking a look at from uh, yesterday. Uh, Delmar uh, wrapping up uh, their summer meet and uh, the debutante grade one event, $300,000 for the two-year-old Phillies. And this may be one uh, to watch going forward. Nice full field in here. They had a field of 12. Um, but you can see, making it look pretty easy. Number nine is Tamara. Uh, number 13, Laurent runs second. Number 12, Gate to Paradise runs third. But Mike Smith on board for Richard Mandela, winning off, again, the chart margin six and three-quarter lengths as the uh, six-to-five favorite. Mike Smith, in post-race comments, uh, made it clear he was very impressed with the performance. Uh, it felt it was very easy, and he was just kind of um, surprised by how easy and how the horse pulled away. Uh, but this horse certainly bred to be very, very good. Boltioro on top. Boltioro uh, has become an interesting sire of 
precocious runners, but underneath, Beholder. So Bolt Oro out of Beholder, uh, owned by Spendthrift, Spendthrift uh, trained by Richard Mandel, and again, ridden in both starts so far by uh, Mike Smith. Uh, won the career debut at Del Mar and impressed there. Uh, folks came out of that thinking the horse was uh, very, very good. 80 buyer in the debut effort, won by a couple of lengths. And yesterday, just pulled up, uh, our friend Steve Bick posted that yesterday's win uh, by Tamara, 91 buyer in Del Mar debutante. So, again, she uh, she moves into the conversation, certainly uh, amongst the top of the uh, two-year-old fillies, if not uh, the top of that conversation with that performance, uh, particularly given that, you know, Breeders' Cup is out in that direction uh, this year. So Mandela will be right out of his barn with uh, Tamara. Also uh, yesterday, I wanted to pull this one up because we were looking at Monmouth um, here on the network with OTV Live yesterday afternoon, uh, and this kind of stood out to me. Uh, This is the Smoke Glacken at uh, Monmouth, uh, six furlongs, so two-year-old sprinters, but I thought this was a nice performance. Bookham Dano, uh, the number eight horse, gets it done. But I'll also point out Sea Streak, the horse that runs second. Bookham Dano was two to five. Sea Streak was uh, three to one. Um, Bookham Dano was coming out of a nice win in the career debut uh, back on August 12th. Won pretty easily, what, uh, just under 10 lengths in the career debut. So understandably, goes off yesterday as the two to five favorite. Lives up to that, wins by a couple of lengths. But as I say, I also wanted to point out the second-place finisher, who I had in my mix. I thought the horse was a little bit interesting because there were some nice works, but that was the career debut for Sea Street. So, you, you, A, you elect to take a shot in a $100,000 uh, stake in the career debut, but, B, you run well, and, you know, you're, you're, you're two lengths behind the winner, who is clearly talented, but you're almost nine lengths out of the third-place finisher. That was a nice debut. So uh, I wanted to pull it up because I thought both of these are worth watching going forward uh, as interesting two-year-olds. Bookham Dano now two for two with two very nice efforts, including a stakes win now. But debuting in the stake yesterday and running, I thought, very well. Sea Streak may be uh, worth watching also. And finally, we were plugging uh, some of these races in as well yesterday at Yonkers. Uh, it was their big day, the, uh, the International uh, yesterday, the International Trot, a mile and a quarter, and really winning on the front end all the way around. Vivid-wise, um, it's Academic who winds up, you can see, fourth there. I made a big move going into the backstretch the final time. It was such a big move, I wondered either this horse is really good or maybe going to have been used because it was going kind of wide uh, with that move, but faded to be fourth. But it's, it's academic. Uh, was kind of bringing in the North American. You can see it's, it's academic is third there and, and was kind of fading from the big move and winds up getting passed and winds up fourth. But Vivid Wise, uh, Italian runner, comes in and gets it done for Italy uh, as the, the favorite. Uh, winds up paying $7.50, went off as the 5-2 to two favorite, and wins it pretty easily uh, with the chart margin a couple of lengths. You can see there a little celebration, a little uh, blowing a kiss to the crowd. Um, nice win there, Vivid Wise, uh, the mile and a quarter in 223. Um, 
and again, a mile and a quarter, they kind of launched on the back stretch. So they put in a quarter of a mile before they uh, hit what would be the normal mile starting time. Um, and Vivid Wise, again, takes them all the way around essentially to get it done. 223 and a one. Last quarter, last quarter, 56 and three. I always say it. <laughs> As a kid, those numbers would have uh, been crazy uh, impressive. Uh, but now they do it all the time. Uh, you go up to Saratoga, Arnest, they break two minutes like nothing. And when I was a kid, that was fireworks went off when they, they broke a, a couple of minutes. Um, but 223, 223 for the mile and a quarter is very good as well. Uh, so congratulations to uh, the Connections, uh, the Italian winner, uh, getting it done in the international at uh, Yonkers, uh, which I believe had a purse, yeah, a million-dollar purse yesterday. Yeah. And they had a, a ton of nice uh, stakes races on the Yonkers card as well. If you're a Sulky fan, uh, you got, uh, the, unfortunately, the weather didn't cooperate, but the weather, a little less of a factor. It's still a factor, but a little less of a factor than it can be on the uh, flat side of things. But it was a nice day. Otherwise, we, as I say, here on the network, we watched a lot of that stakes action uh, yesterday. Mentioned it earlier, Moira uh, gets it done in the Canadian. She's headed on to the EP Taylor, but gets back on track after. I, again, I said earlier, it's either, I want to say 0 for 3, maybe 0 for 4 so far this year. She'd run very well, just hadn't gotten it done. Speaking of... Um, Canada, uh, I mentioned it yesterday, Paramount Prince, the, the winner of the King's Plate, uh, will be coming back Tuesday. Tuesday um, is the uh, Prince of Wales at Fort Erie. I'll also toss this out to people. If you're so inclined, Fort Erie's a kind of an easy, I, I always talk about uh, going up to Woodbine. Yeah, you know, you drive out to Buffalo and take a right. Well, you drive out to Buffalo and take a right for Fort Erie, and you're almost right there. It's kind of just over uh, from Buffalo. So it, it is a very easy drive, you know, up the throughway, and uh, it's a fun little track. The, the infield is very quirky. It's like a forest in there. There's the race every year where the, the connections jump into the lake after the, the Puss in Boots, maybe. They jump into the lake after uh, the race, but it's... The, there is a real forest there, it seems like, in the infield. A little tiki bar. I, I remember I was walking around uh, when I visited Fort Erie and got recognized in the tiki bar. People like, hey, LTV. Um, so you may run into some uh, familiar folks. Uh, these were folks who had come to Saratoga and uh, hang out and watch some races, but they were out at Fort Erie that day. Um, but as I said, it's a fun little track, easy drive. Tuesday, uh, the Prince of Wales stakes out there, the second leg of the Canadian Triple Crown. So you might want to think about it. Uh, I said earlier, I did have printed up for yesterday, the national numbers um, for August and for uh, the year to date. Uh, the handle on uh, U.S. races in August declined just over 7%. Uh, the number of races dropped 5.76, 5 and 3 quarters uh, percent uh, total handle total handle was still 1.1 billion, but dropped by 87 million compared to last year. Now this year, uh, according to uh, the Matt Haggerty article in the Racing Forum, this year there have been 200 less races, so that's uh, fairly significant. Um, you know, during the month uh, there were eight weekends. 
uh, that was comparable to last year. Average handle was uh, 345,000, a decline of you know, just about 1.5%. Um, gross purses actually uh, were pretty even. Um, the average field size during August was also pretty even, 7.16 versus 7.13. So field size stayed pretty similar. But the number uh, I mentioned earlier, the year-to-date total betting handle uh, down 4.1%. Uh, the number of races down 3.8. The purses are up uh, marginally, 0.77%. Um, but again, total betting for the year, year-to-date, 4.1. But as I mentioned, A, Saratoga, I think, plays into that um, with their season being affected by the weather and their handle being down. Um, we shall see, you know, the Delmar numbers, which would have played into these August numbers, but as I, I noted at the top when I was reading that article, their uh, meet, uh, the, you know, the, the official totals will come out. The article I read was kind of a speculation going into the last few days, but they were anticipating being down kind of a similar percentage to uh, Saratoga. So Saratoga and Delmar, again, both having quirky weather uh, situations. But I will once again note, overall, don't forget there was that period um, early this summer where you had the smoke situation from uh, Canada, which canceled racing at a number of venues all over the, you know, from the Midwest to New York uh, that clearly you would have to think uh, has, an effect, has had an effect on the, uh, the handle there. So down 4.1%, but there was some quirky situations that uh, maybe we can point to as, you know, reasons to uh, look at next year and, and be curious to see how, if, and when we will rebound. All right, uh, I uh, pulled up here because we do have the two days left. I mentioned it yesterday, but I'll mention it again today um, because, again, um, Kentucky Downs, seven days, lots of money, seven days, um, and we're five days in, so there's a couple days left today, and I believe Wednesday's the last day. Um, I can actually check that. Uh, it is... The last day is scheduled to be the 13th, which, yes, is Wednesday. So today and Wednesday, the last couple of days at Kentucky Downs. I pulled up uh, trainers and jockeys yesterday. Uh, I've got them um, up again today. It's a tie on the uh, jockey side of things. Um, Tyler Gaffleone and Florent Giraud, after yesterday's racing, tied with six. And, again, six doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a seven-day meet. Um, so... Uh, Florent Giroux, 35 starts, 6 wins. Uh, Tyler Gaffleon, 50 starts, 6 wins. Right behind Joel Rosario, 35 starts, 5 wins. So percentage-wise, he's doing very well, as is Jose Ortiz, 23 starts, 5 wins. So it's a it, it, Declan Cannon sitting with 4. So you have 5 jockeys within a couple of wins with 2 days of racing left. So the jockey uh, race there should be very, very intriguing down at Kentucky Downs today and Wednesday and on the trainer side of things let me grab our uh Brendan Waltz continues to be in the lead um 
And it was interesting because yesterday I pulled up last year's stats and Brendan Walsh really, you know, wasn't up in the, the top portion last year, but he's doing very well this year. 21 starts for Brendan Walsh. He sits atop the trainer standings with six wins. Uh, Jonathan Thomas, who again had a couple yesterday, I guess, but had the one for Augusta that I kind of kicked myself that I didn't use. Um, 16 starts, four wins. Mike Maker also with four wins. Mike Maker, um, I believe, um, when I had pulled up last year, uh, Mike Maker was the leader last year, um, but he sits now tied for second with four. And we have three more people, three more trainers with three wins, Graham Motion, Brian Lynch, and Safi Joseph. So, again, uh, you have uh, one, two, six trainers within three wins, between six on top, uh, Brendan Walsh, and uh, then a number tied with three, with three days left to go, uh, with two days left to go. Um, so it should be uh, should get intriguing, particularly with Mike Maker uh, being a couple of wins behind uh, Brendan Walsh. We'll see how it plays out. But again, the the human side of things with the short meet like that, um, it's going to be a dogfight start to finish, and it, it seems to be playing out that way. And we'll we'll be watching this afternoon certainly, and then again uh, on Wednesday as uh, Kentucky Downs looking to wrap up the rich, but. Uh, exclusively short Kentucky Downs meet. All right, I'm going to wrap it up for uh, Racing Across America. Seth Merrill in the studio taking a look at uh, some of the stakes action from yesterday that, again, will play into the remainder of the year, and certainly uh, some of these will play into the Breeders' Cup as well. There were some performances yesterday that, that were nice and, and kind of signaled some horses uh, worth watching going forward. And again, congratulations to our friends at West Point with Integration, who two for two now and wins the Virginia Derby yesterday. So that one will be fun to watch, certainly. Bookham Dano, as I said, and Sea Streak. Uh, we'll see how they come out. Uh, the, you know, the Smoke Lack, and I don't know, is known necessarily as some kind of super productive race, but they both looked pretty good yesterday. So we'll see in their next uh, one or two starts. But uh, some of the other performers as well, uh, particularly at Colonial and Kentucky Downs uh, yesterday, will be playing certainly into uh, the races coming up over the next couple of months into the Breeders' Cup. All right, we'll wrap it up. I will be back for um, OTB Live on a Sunday afternoon. So uh, we'll look forward to seeing you then. I will remind you also that here at the Clubhouse Racebook today, it's a football Sunday. Football action is underway. So throughout the season, we will be offering football Sundays here at the Clubhouse Racebook. Win some prizes, play the horses, watch all the games here at the Clubhouse Racebook, 7-Eleven. Central Avenue in Albany. We'll look to see you down here later on this afternoon. If you can't make it, fire up your Capital OTB bet account on your phone, your computer, your tablet, and join us right here on OTB TV this afternoon. We'll be showing plenty of action, and I'll be taking a look at... Um, now I have to check. I, I know I looked at Kentucky Downs, and I looked at a little Monmouth today, too. So a little Kentucky Downs, a little Monmouth this afternoon. We may toss in some Saratoga Harness. Um, I'll usually print those up and uh, take a little look at the harness track as well so we may have a little sulky action plugged in also whatever it will be fun you're invited to join us we'll all try to cash some tickets so i'm going to wrap it up for this edition of racing across america but again we'll be back in about an hour and a half or so for otb live on a sunday afternoon we'll see you then The Clubhouse Racebook is the Capital Region's new home for racing and sports. 25,000 square feet of Vegas-style action with live wagering on the best horse racing from around the world. 
260 flat screen televisions and state-of-the-art wagering terminals. So don't miss out. The fun is only minutes away at 711 Central Avenue, Albany, just off exit 5 of I-90. And don't forget, if you can't make it to the clubhouse, you can always wager online 24-7 at CapitalOTV.com. Come on. I want sales reports on my desk by Monday. Whoops. My bad. Love racing? RTN brings you every live simulcast on your home television, plus live video streaming and race replays on your PC and mobile devices. To order, visit RTN.tv. RTN, a breed apart. Capital OTV is now streaming live on Roku. The RTN Racing Channel on Roku lets you watch OTB TV live through your Roku device or your Amazon Fire Stick, rather than being limited to computers and mobile devices, which means you can now watch OTB live wherever you are. Simply open Roku, scroll to find the RTN channel, then click on OTB TV. OTB TV on Roku. Try it now. You're watching OTB TV, a service of Capital Off-Track Betting.